episode 90 of Strange Brow Radio. I'm your host, and today we have a special breaking episode. Episode 90 is dedicated to author, researcher, and victim of internet hoaxers Tom Powell, who was recently uh, punked by some uh, tweens who took Tom for a ride. And so we're going to get Tom's side of the thing, and he'll explain all of the details. So more regarding Tom's experience with the uh, trolls, I guess. We can call them trolls. Liquored up trolls. So more with Tom in just a second here. We'll be right back. Today, we have an impromptu show from, uh, as I said, author, researcher, friend, and victim of internet troll hoaxers, uh, Tom Powell. Tom uh, has been a, a good friend of mine, gosh, since about 2008, 2009 time frame, so we're over 10 years at this point, and uh, he was involved with a lot of uh, track finds, and uh, he's helped a lot of people approach the stranger side of Sasquatch through his three books, Shady Neighbors, The Locals, and The Edges of Science. And for uh, Tom, you know, sitting down with young men who want to learn more about Bigfoot as a prior teacher, which he was, um, and these guys seem like they had middle school uh, grade level mental attitudes and uh, maybe... Yeah, they appear to have had their first drink as well, only recently, because uh, not one of them seems all too sober if you follow their channels. And as it pertains to the YouTube channel that uh, these guys promote, I'm not going to name that. You don't have to uh, email me for what it is. If you find out where Tom Powell is on the Internet via these guys' hoax, then good for you. But um, Tom's attitude during this hoax as I've seen it portrayed in this video, uh, is actually very humorous. And Tom is the only one that uh, lands jokes, the the other hoax jokes, including the Sasquatch costume, which we'll get into that they used to try to hoax Tom, was uh, (laughs) just really sad. And so, you know, like I said in one of the uh, emails I, I wrote out on Instagram is that I think well over half of the residuals for this should go to, to Tom. So hopefully good things uh, transpire after this for, for Tom, and I, I think they will. And as you'll be able to tell in this interview, he has a, a really self-deprecating, dry sense of humor and, um, you know, walked away from this quite entertained, um, which I think is going to be a little odd for some of the people on here. I, a lot of people are really upset about this, and uh, they don't find it funny at all because the subject matter, you know, is generally not taken serious by anybody. And, um, you know, this is not helpful. I mean, there's no way, way to deny that, having, uh, you know, several million people watch, uh, you know, have a, have a hoax played on you is, is not exactly helpful for the subject matter being taken serious. But, you know, Tom aligns himself uh, a little bit with satire as well as, uh, you know, really good data. And that's what the locals 
this first book is filled with is casework working with people that have had experiences. So let's not belabor the topic here from uh, Tom Powell's mouth to your ears regarding the latest hoax uh, sweeping the Bigfoot world is uh, Tom Powell. All right, on the phone with me now is author, researcher, uh, Tom Powell. Hey, Tom. Howdy. Hey, man. According to these, uh, according to these uh, uh, pranksters, I'm also a Bigfoot expert, although I've never <laughs> called myself that. But th- their whole thing was taking down a Bigfoot expert. I'm okay. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's just get into it because uh, your name's out on the internet um i'm not going to say the name of the pranksters it's not in uh, my interest to say the name of who's doing what to to who here just to garner uh downloads and viewership but it's safe to say that uh you got punked or pranked or hoaxed by uh, uh punked i i think i think the term is punked yes punked <laughs> yeah yeah ashton kutcher wants his uh show back and these guys um yeah, they got quite a few uh, viewers, and uh, you know, as far as the story unfolding from their perspective, I only know a little bit about what happened here. But in short, uh, you were approached by some guys that uh, seemed genuine enough about their interest in in you as an author in Portland, and you're looking mm-hmm. to Sasquatch. So take it from they there. They went to MoneyMaker first. Okay. And for some reason, Matt handed him off to Cliff, and then Cliff said, "I have my brothers here. I don't have time to deal with them." They made it sound like, "Oh, just a couple guys want to come out and learn about Bigfoot while we're in town." Um, you know, so they, yeah, they they basically made up a series of lies and and uh, made it believe like they were just coming out to uh, learn some stuff about Bigfoot. Okay, so and they, they all come piling out of the Sprinter van with uh, eight eight people come piling out of the Sprinter van, no mask anywhere in sight, and uh, and cameras are like going right away, you know, two guys taping and then six guys, uh, um, and then like what the heck is going on? Oh, oh we just we just want to record everything. Uh, so they were they were certainly not straightforward, but that's not the game. Obviously, it, it's to totally mislead you. So that's what they said about trying to do. Okay, so were you apprehensive right off the bat, or did they? How did they work their game? Well, they just um, uh, just started asking me questions. You know, introduced myself, shook hands, do you know, just breaking every COVID rule there was uh really close really chummy and um just full of questions uh about bigfoot but you know they never really stood around to listen to any answers uh so they were obviously just trying to uh you know use sort of a machine gun approach to um uh sort of uh overwhelm me and uh put me a little bit off guard i suppose Okay. So we yeah. talked about, you know, evidence and they looked at track casts for a while and then they said we want to go to the woods. Um and I said, "Well, I'm not taking all you guys anywhere, but we can go look back and look at the woods here on my property." So we marched them all back there and one guy was 
uh, they introduced him as being deaf and he's from Somalia or somewhere, you know, all BS. And um, so, you know, he was playing sort of the uh, handicapped person, but, but they also reassured me that he had many um, powers or, or capabilities. And then he starts making these um, gestures about jerking off. And then, and the guy said, no, you can't do that here. And then he looks at me and goes, sorry, it's how we relieve stress. So, you know, right away they were, they were floating these preposterous uh, things to uh, sort of, uh, you know, set the stage to where you just didn't know what to expect next. Okay, so really unconventional, and at any point here, a little red flags going up? Um, well, all over the place, but, um, you know, I was just trying to take them for who they said they were. Uh, so, you know, one guy was handicapped, uh, and he seemed uh, really off, uh, but they offered me all these reasons why he was so strange uh, that he was from another country and born deaf and all this stuff. And he was doing this sign language uh, uh, thing and he would uh, pretend to communicate with them and then they would interpret for me. And, and, uh, and meanwhile, guys are coming and going. And then they said something about a producer and then another car pulls up and this guy gets out with a white shirt and tie on introduces me and he's a producer guy okay and meanwhile one of these guys is shotgunning one of these white claw uh alcoholic beverages and uh another guy's offering me chewing tobacco and uh, so they're they're just doing lots of uh things to uh sort of uh keep uh things going all um chaotic okay so the guy steps out with the uh the white shirt on and the tie and he he's the mm-hmm. producer and they introduce him as a producer oh okay. so this is a tv show oh yeah yeah right uh, well we, we maybe we're, we'll just see what we get uh and they didn't really elaborate about where it was or anything no no waiver no nothing um but at that point i just kind of decided well uh, you know, their original idea was they wanted me to drive him to some forest. And I finally just decided this is too crazy. All we're going to do is walk around the property and look at track casts and and stuff like that. Uh, uh, and I even said to him at one point, no, I, I don't, don't know what you're expecting, but uh, I'm not going to show you uh, Bigfoot or Bigfoot evidence in the field. You know, if you came to my place and i showed you what i was claiming to be real evidence uh i wouldn't believe me if i were you uh you know you got to be skeptical in this game um what i wasn't used to is people um i mean i was always used to as a as a researcher kind of guy people doubting my claims but uh the whole idea that they were uh the ones doing the hoaxing uh, it was a little bit different. <laughs> so now, I didn't really re- embrace that possibility right away. Now, when you get a phone call, uh, it's your neighbor calling next door, right? Yeah. Okay. And did they suspect something was going on? Because uh, that was well, kind of Well, he just a... said, what are these guys doing on your property? And I said, right. it's okay, Frank, they're with me. 
And he said, well, they're, they're, they were a little acting a little bit strangely. And I said, yeah, you got that right. Uh, but um, I said, it's all right, Frank, they're with me. Uh, and so yeah. that was that. Yeah. Did they use that on their um, uh, on the on the show they made out of it? Yeah. How yeah. did you know that? Well, because the show oh. the show came out. Uh, yet, well, today's Tuesday. Came out yesterday evening, and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, pretty large viewership. And I knew that they spun it their direction for humor, but you know, the jokes that they were going for they fell flat. I mean, they were geared for right. 20, 21 and Lots younger. of sexual stuff. Uh, yeah, it was, you know, they were obviously playing the sex card pretty heavy. Uh, they talked about how Bigfoots have sex, and they told about this one guy in the group who had been attacked by a Bigfoot, and then he gets all teary and emotional, and and then they start getting into this argument. And, you know, obviously this is all theatrics uh being done i presume for my benefit uh but then they tear his shirt off and show this these these claw marks that look like something that a makeup person had done but you know the meanwhile the guy's crying at this point and and they're getting into a fight amongst themselves and uh so you know they were they were just trying to make things as awkward as possible i assume yeah, yeah, and it—I uh, mean—it came off uh, awkward, especially towards the end, because you busted these guys, and uh, some of that footage is now leaked out on the internet. So they—they've uh, gone ahead and posted some of that footage that you—you you rolled on them. So there's a little bit of egg on their face. But as I—I w- I mean, people are pissed off about this because they all love you, and they don't like anybody, uh, you know, flicking you shit. And these guys don't know you at all, but. Um, from what I can tell, even their audience is a little busted up for the fact that you came off as kind of the uh, the genuine article, and these guys came off as just kind of you know punk entitled teens. And um, you know, yeah, it, it, in, in retrospect, with some of that, I mean, I'm I'm certainly not all butthurt about it. You know, getting intellectually beat up is it just comes with the territory of being a Bigfoot researcher. Uh, to me, I guess it's kind of interesting because it doesn't seem like a huge challenge to take down a a bigfoot researcher i mean you know uh we're always assumed to be completely gullible you know that bigfoot is fake and the researchers are being misled so if if that's true then uh misleading a uh, bigfoot researcher doesn't seem like a very big challenge <laughs> i mean right. i'm told that when you look up gullible, gullible my picture is in the dictionary <laughs> right so uh, i mean see that's it you're just making well. my point right now the fact that you're so uh, self-deprecating and it comes across in this video so people that wander into it uh, however they do uh you know tom's dry sense of humor and sarcasm and wit is plainly displayed in here and i think this is going to actually be a, a you know a, a book sales benefit for you um i i don't know uh, when you start well seeing i can't that imagine spike. they uh they showed any shots in my book or anything. <laughs> uh no it was all about them uh yeah but i don't really you know book sales yeah big deal um uh, it doesn't make me that much money anyway, but, uh, you know, what's, what's interesting is how, um, they sort of, uh, float this logical fallacy. Uh, and that is if you 
if you hoax a situation that proves that Bigfoot is fake. Uh, it's it's kind of like a situation that happened um, a year, several years ago. You know, when I was being an active BFRO researcher and and I was investigating reports, and my wife at the time thought that of course I was stark raving crazy, uh, and she actually um, was kind of dismissive, if not uh, ridiculing it. Uh, she was sitting around with her brother one night. Uh, presumably laughing about my new hobby. And so they decided to um, manufacture a report. Uh, She had done some uh, geology work down in Southern Oregon, so she knew some remote places. And so between the two of them, they put together a um, fake sighting. Uh, And, um, you know, it's the same thing. They, They thought that by faking a sighting, that proved that all sightings were fake. You know, there's a there's a logical fallacy. Uh, it, it's called a non sequitur. It does not logically follow that all sightings are fake because it's possible to fake a sighting. I think that's kind of what these guys were about too. It's it's their uh, way of taking down the subject a little bit uh, by showing that it can be. Uh, completely faked and that uh, at least for a period of time uh, people fall for the fakery well yeah and they went for some uh, you know some stereotypes uh, that you know were just ridiculous as far as uh, the the levels they went to that weren't true at all and it was it was just a really weak attempt at humor and it fell flat on their end and I think that's gonna uh, did they use the part where he was standing on the roof chanting it was really funny. I mean, I, that's when I thought these guys are freaking crazy. <laughs> uh, now, the idea that they were all actors uh, really had not occurred to me until uh, much later in the whole thing. But, you know, it's in a way, it's flattering that, that a crew of 10 guys, eight actors and two cameramen come out there and perform uh, with the sole intention of, uh, you know, spoofing on me. It's kind of like, wow, guys, <laughs> I didn't know I was so important. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, they they did. Uh, they, I mean, they went for it. And, uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of work that goes into getting a weekly program out, and I think that's the way they – they market themselves that, that they prank once a week and they're on a road trip yeah. across the country and uh, you were yeah. third third in line and they must have just looked up Portland Bigfoot uh, expert or something like that. I, or did maybe Cliff. Recommend- no, they, they started with they started with Matt. But, yeah, then they like I said, they were looking for Cliff first because he is a lot more visible as a, uh, um, you know, TV guy and everything that he is or was. Uh, and so then, like I say, Cliff asked me to take it for him. Uh, and uh, I said, uh, what's in it for me, Cliff? This doesn't sound like what I want to be. I'm, I'm remodeling right. my kitchen right now. And he said, oh, 300 bucks, 300 bucks. Oh, God, all right. You know. And so then uh, within an hour of Cliff uh, hanging up, they were on the phone to me saying, can we come? Can we come? And so they were in the area. And I said, all right, well, what part of town are you in? Uh, we don't know. Uh, what do you mean you don't know? Are you in a hotel or an house? Oh, we're in a house. Well, what street is it on? Oh, we don't know. You know, they were real evasive about everything. So, you know, the lying uh, just just got layer after layer after layer. Uh, and, uh, 
you know, I guess I'm a guy who wants to believe people are who they say they are. I'm willing to take people at face value. Uh, and so it was sort of, uh, it never occurred to me that I was uh, about to be punked, but, um, you know, it, it, it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't painful or anything. It was really quite fun. <laughs> I mean, it was interesting to start from start to finish, I, except that I was so surprised that they weren't doing any COVID anything, uh, no precautions, no social distancing. And uh, I'm not worried about, I wasn't worried about myself. Uh, it's them who I think maybe ought to go get tested. After all, my girlfriend's a doctor who does the COVID unit. I've been quarantined twice since February. I'm sure that I've been exposed. Right. <laughs> I think these guys are now, too. <laughs> yeah, that's where the, the entitled part really came in. To, you know, they're right in your face. It was, uh, it was, oh, yeah. yeah it was ambush time. journalism at its best, if you can call oh, it yeah. journalism at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. real quick. Go ahead. I don't know. I, it's just kind of it, – it, it floored me that, that such talented actors, and they really were good. They would just get into these fights with each other, and then the deaf guy uh, was just hilarious. <laughs> um, they, were, they were so talented, but it's like, really? And all this is about me? I'm nobody, you know? Uh, it's – I just wonder what their next show is going to be doing magic tricks for at a blind school or something, you know, <laughs> I think they go for the cheap shot. So whatever the cheapest shot yeah. is that they can, they right, can find. Right. And, so I, uh, I would recommend they do magic yeah. tricks for blind people next. That would be yeah. about the same as, uh, as, as, as proving that you can fool a Bigfoot researcher. <laughs> well, the bar of entertainment's pretty low because they're doing, uh, you know, as far as finance is concerned, they're doing okay in that department because they're on a private jet headed to the Ozarks and you don't just throw fifty dollar mm-hmm. bills at anybody. So, um, you know, they've got uh, their paycheck. And as I was saying, you know, half of it, I think, should go to you as far as downloads. And it's going to translate into several of those in the next week or and longer. But uh, mm-hmm. in regards to looking at the whole dynamic of hoaxing in general, I mean, you're not the only person that's been had. We we have people that have been taken to the woodshed, uh, you know, hook, line and sinker. And it, it happens mm-hmm. you know, every couple of years. Is that fair to say? Well, usually the Bigfoot researcher is con- is the faker. You know, the person who's claiming that Bigfoot uh, is out there. Uh, so, uh, like I say, it was kind of a new twist that this time it was the uh, interviewer who was faking. Uh, and it, it was very creative. And, and I was really astounded when the costumed Bigfoot showed up. Uh, and then I thought about it and go, wow, that's pretty nervy. Uh, they, they snuck a Bigfoot costume onto the property and, uh, and, you know, got the guy all suited up. And, uh, at, at one point, one of the guys did ask me, uh, if I would shoot a Bigfoot. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously they were trying to find out whether, uh, their guy was, uh, in any kind of, uh, jeopardy. And I said, no, but there's lots of people who will, uh, and I know I can't stop them. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, do I, uh, carry a gun in the woods? Hell no. So that right. was probably a little bit of reassurance for them. <laughs> right, right. That you were at that packing. point. To go, All right, we're good. <laughs> get, 
the costume guy. And uh, they did a good job the first two little uh, uh, times that the the thing came out. I mean, they did all this incantation, and they wanted to make it seem like uh, they were conjuring, um, you know, a creature from another dimension or whatever. And when it it, uh, first appeared, a very fleeting thing uh, right behind the bushes, very effective. Uh, because, you know, all I saw was the head and a little bit of the shoulders. And then it ducked down and I said, whoa, you know, I, did you see that? And they're like, they're like no, no, we didn't see anything. Where, where, where? It's right over there. Uh, and then the second time it it uh, allowed itself to be seen, then it was also very fleeting. Uh, and then finally, and then they said, run, we got to run. <laughs> uh, then they pretended to be communicating. And, uh, and then of course, then it went all sexual, uh, the, the, the Ethiopian actor disappears. And then he starts making moaning, like, you know, orgasm noises. And, uh, and then he comes back holding his, his behind, <laughs> like he got it in the butt, you know? <laughs> right, right. And, yeah, they and definitely they aired that one. part. They were very proud of uh, <laughs> the levels they sunk to. And you had some incredible one-liners, which I think are going to be memes for a long time. And uh, they were classic uh, Tom, <laughs> Tom, Tom Powell timing. And uh, th- there were some humorous parts because of the fact that you were rolling with what you got. And uh, there wasn't much mm-hmm. you could do until... Uh, the last little bit there where, I mean, they could have yeah. spent well, at least at a couple point, bucks. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> they had me, you know, my adrenaline was flowing and I was just waiting and watching to see where it, it uh, surfaced next. Uh, and, and then, uh, and then they said, well, it wants to have sex with you. And I think I said something to the effect of, uh, you guys aren't paying me near enough money for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think, no, well, I think you said, uh, I'll go say hi. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 right. right. Uh, I, I'm sure they cut out anything that, uh, you know, wasn't consistent with their narrative, whatever it was. Uh, but, uh, there were you know, several times, well, they want you to have sex with it. And, uh, and then I said, well, ask your buddy here to find out, is it even, what, what is it, male or female? And then they came back with, uh, then he did some sign language and I said, it's both. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. And, and, and you said, why am I not surprised? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Which was classic. <laughs> why am I not surprised? It's both. <laughs> and I kept at it. And so then I finally decided, all right, well, uh, if we're going to go find the thing again, uh, and I, you know, I said, no on the sex, but let's go find it. And so that's when I realized, shoot, I got my phone in my pocket. So I pulled out my phone and started taping. And, um, and then uh, we double back on the trail. And uh, here comes the Sasquatch right down the same trail. And I, I think we surprised the actor uh that you know he didn't expect us to come walking right at him and then he all he froze and then he saw that i was filming with my phone i was holding my phone right in my chest and pointing it right at him and then he just stopped and (laughs) kind of put his hands down and walked right past me (laughs) and 
walked straight across the field and uh boy did i get a good look at the costume finally for the first time and and then of course the gig was up you could see that it was just as crappy a costume right. no mo- moving fingers no. no no facial features no, no it, l- it, it looked like something right out of uh chucky e. cheese or something it was just a, yeah well a or, or certainly a costume yeah yeah so it was it was very uh, effective only when you got a glimpse but as soon as uh, I saw uh, head to toe uh, end of the game, <laughs> but I was still like, why would somebody go to so much trouble for me? It just took a long time to register that, that I was worthy of this elaborate scheme because then it occurred to me that all 10 of these guys were there to fool me. Uh, Wow. <laughs> well, okay. So, I mean, this this goes down a, a different road here, and I don't know if you have time for this. I know you're you got to get going, mm-hmm. but you know, as far as where we are with the dynamic of the supernatural, now that we are at the precipice of disclosure here, we have the Pentagon taking the humor out of the UFO world, <laughs> and so now you, you mm-hmm. really can't pull that off. It's not funny anymore. People don't play the X-Files music when they talk about UFOs anymore. What do you think it's going to take for them to uh, to get to this level with this subject? Well, I don't know. I guess all that it takes is to find somebody who's, who, who doesn't know what their MO is and what they're about, and then they can fool another person and and uh, consider their work uh, successful. But yeah, it's, it, uh, I think at some point, you know, it, it, well, actually it's, it's not, hasn't been an original idea since Sasha Baron Cohen did Ali G. Uh, and I assume these guys are sort of students of Sasha Baron Cohen, um, you know, with the whole uh, punking thing. Uh, and they did a great job. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but what it gets them, I don't know, you know, what their point is, I'm not really sure, just that we're that clever, and um, I don't know, I I guess it's just a gig for them, and they're uh, not uh, too uh, worried about any implications or anything like that. I will say, when it was all over, they all just piled in the van and shut all the doors and windows and locked them, and... um, and started the van and right. then I walked up to the van and I knocked on the window and I said, uh, uh, look, I'm not pissed. I just want to meet the actor in the costume and they wouldn't open the window. Uh, I mean, I, I thought that after it was all over, you stood around and kind of laughed about it and, and shared a beer and go, God dang, you guys had me. That was so funny. But I think they were uh, afraid that I was going to, uh, want to choke him or something but uh I-, I thought their exit was exceedingly cowardly <laughs> right 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 uh, they, i would have they may even make mention of it uh you know the, at the very end that they thought you were going to uh kill him i mean they really uh were freaked out that uh, you were super pissed and uh you know you you have those piercing eyes i don't remember being pissed <laughs> i was just surprised but i don't think i was pissed like i said i wanted to talk to him a little bit and I wasn't pissed, uh, but I think that they were expecting that reaction. Maybe they get that reaction from people. Uh, 
and, but then I said, um, ahem, wasn't there something about some money, you know? And they uh, said, uh, uh, through the window, they said, the producer will be back with your money. And then they threw the van into gear, and I got out of the way so I wouldn't get my foot run over. And, uh, and then they're off in a cloud of dust. Uh, ten minutes later, who drives up but the guy with the white shirt and the and necktie, and uh, he gets out and hands me four hundred bucks, and uh, and kind of does a fist bump as in like thanks, and I'm um, kind of you know sorry a little bit, uh, and I said, oh, look, I you know I got a sense of humor. It's, uh, I can't believe you went to all that trouble. <laughs> Who am I? Uh, and I said, by the way, what are you going to do with this thing? Uh, probably nothing. Uh, we didn't get what we wanted. And, oh, wow. Well, if you wanted said. me to have sex with Bigfoot, you certainly didn't get that. <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but again, you know, to the end, they're, they're laying down lies. Uh, and uh, so... I mean, it's 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 funny in a way, but it's it's just well, sure. If you get ten people together and tell lie after lie after lie, I think you could fool almost anybody. Well, they're not funny. You're funny, and I'm I've said it long, and I'll say it again that uh, anybody who listens to this show, uh, you know, Tom Pell uh, going unrecognized as far as being uh, some kind of source, be it televised or otherwise, uh, you know, you deserve mm -hmm. the accolations to be out front, in my opinion, more so than other people have. And I hope that that comes from this in some way, because I I'm looking at uh, the views on the episode here. And do you want to know how many people have viewed this? Um. Go ahead and tell me. Okay. I, mean, I don't really care. Right. About okay, well, a lot. I mean, it's two and a half million views, and uh, I don't know, know. Two and a half million people I'll never meet. Uh, but you know yeah. what's interesting about it is it really gave me a chance to explore my own potential reaction to having a genuine encounter. You know, it's a lot clearer to me what goes down and why witnesses behave a little bit you know, unexpectedly, potentially irrationally. Uh, and if I ever have an encounter, a real one, um, I will be a lot more uh, casual about it because uh, I went through so many different emotions and it was really uh, interesting to uh, see how I would react because, you know, the first couple times I saw it, I, I thought it was the real deal. I did turn around and say, wait a minute, there's a couple of you guys missing. I probably didn't use that on the camera. No, no, they did. Yeah, guys. no, they, they did. They kept that part where you count the, the people. And um, uh -huh. I mean, what people need to know is that this was on your property where you've had legitimate stuff. I mean, you have the extended experience or conundrum. You have, yeah, yeah. The, sure. you know, the the idea of castle and moat. It keeps you right outside of arm's length, but yet it still messes with you and follows you around. And, um, you know, mm -hmm. so having a, a daytime sighting is, is pretty rare, but uh, you never know what you're going to get. Right. And there were a lot of things that didn't make sense because it, it clearly came from the direction of the field, whereas I would have expected it would have come from in the, out of the deeper woods, uh, which was behind us. So that was the first thing that kind of messed me up. But they were they were so uh, uh, impassioned in their reaction and they were 
uh, doing so many things all at once that it was really hard to uh, sort of focus on anything except the chaos uh, that was unfolding. And obviously that was part of their game as well as to, is to throw me off guard so that I would say or do uh, compromising things that would uh, make for compelling TV. But if I ever see one again, I mean, I'll be like the kid who tugs on Santa Claus's beard, you know, uh, everybody right. else will be running and I'll go walk up to the thing. Right. And go, All right. Who is it this time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now if you're, a... and if the Bigfoot didn't, <laughs> if it, if it didn't want to put it in my butt before it sure will after I yank <laughs> on its beard. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, yeah, they, they went, they went to some, uh, X-rated territory and it, uh, Anyway, oh yeah, they totally did. Yeah, you. I mean, you handled it the the best way you could. Um, now, in the future, if anybody approaches you with a, an offer uh, to sit down with you, especially at your home, um, are you going to treat it differently, or what's your new approach? Well, yeah, I mean, what I didn't do because I thought this whole thing was vetted by Cliff. Uh, so Cliff said, "Oh, I got these people who want to get together." So uh, I, I somehow felt that Cliff had already done, you know, my work for me as far as finding out who these people were, what was their plan, yada, yada. Right. Uh, now, Cliff said, they can't use your stuff without signing a waiver. Did you sign a waiver? And I go, no, I didn't sign any waiver. Uh, and so he said, well, you could sue them. Uh, and I'm like, oh, I guess. But do, 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 did uh, Newt Gingrich to uh, Ali G when he got set up, or did you, do you remember the one with Boutrous Boutrous Golly being interviewed by Ali G? You know, I just wonder whether these uh, other things uh, are are things that you have to uh, do waivers for. I I, I wonder. No, I'd be curious about. Yeah, that. I don't know. I don't know how that works as far as defamation and public domain because you're right. When uh, mm -hmm. you know Ali G sets people up, he goes deep and he'll take them into. Yeah crazy territory and there must be a team of right. lawyers that know just what to do in order to skirt law and they probably have to look up yeah. state law and well and again, the thing that i always respected about ali g was that he he got very political about it you know just uh duping a bigfoot researcher by comparison doesn't seem like a very worthy challenge for uh eight or ten such talented actors <laughs> right well, it, talent is up for debate. Um, anyway, I, I just wanted to have that quick conversation with you, Tom, and I appreciate you coming on here. Yeah, and... you, you know, I would say, sure, you find out what, who they are, what they are. You know, let me see a card. Uh, what's the plan here, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and uh, it, from the get-go, they were so fast-paced and, and so um, overwhelming in their uh, – uh, weird stories and enthusiasm that I really didn't have the time to sort of uh, slow it down and reason it out. And uh, I should have. Right. Right. Well, people but, are, uh... you know, like, go ahead. In retrospect, I'm certainly not bitter. It was immensely entertaining and uh, it was uh, very interesting to, um, uh, reflect on my own reaction uh, when I saw the first glimpse of the creature and it looked pretty authentic. 
Well, and I, I, I wouldn't have known I wouldn't have known anything about this had my son not got a hold of me and asked me if I got mm-hmm. hoaxed. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. So the demo is 18 to 21. I figure that's their demo because they seem right. Like yeah, they yeah. Just had their and first I got drink. a buddy who right some some kids uh, that from the school texted me and and said, oh, 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 we saw you. Oh, that's so cool. You're a star. You're famous. <laughs> I text him back, ah, famous or infamous? <laughs> Do you know the difference? <laughs> right, right, right. Right. All right, man. Well, hey, I'm going to let you go. Can you hold off the line here real quick? And uh, thanks for talking to me. Hey, it was a pleasure. And, uh, yeah, share the video I sent you. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty cute. And give everybody a chance to see the costume that they bought for, uh, for their whole ruse. So uh, share it around. All right, Tom Powell, The Local Edges of Science. Check out both these books, and uh, you're working on something new, and we'll uh, hopefully get you back on the podcast and talk about that. No, and don't forget Shady Shady Neighbor is the novel. That's actually my favorite one, and and it's about people who have a sighting on their property. So uh, it uh, actually uh, uh, sort of uh, mirrors the scam that uh, just got perped on me. (laughs) All right. Again, Tom Powell, author of Shady Neighbors, The Locals, and Edges of Science. And he's working on a a new one, which I don't know when that's due out. Tom has his own timeline. And uh, he's just had a a fantastic piece of property in Portland, Oregon, that is incredibly active. And that's what's so uh, odd about the whole hoax thing is that, um, you know, it's a weird situation to be in because... If you're looking into this from the outside in, it's just such a base thing to make uh, fun of. But once you under, understand uh, that... I'm going to try to quit cussing as much as I have been on air. Um, and something like this makes me want to cuss once in a while. But once you understand this is very real, which it is, um, it's... I don't know. It's it's very difficult to sit back and not want to reach out these guys uh, through the internet and wring their little necks. But, um, you know, their uh, their comet is burning awful bright at this point, and I think that they uh, will make some really unwise decisions very shortly and burn out super quick, or something will happen, hence, you know, the whole legal team that's surrounding them. And... Uh, you know, the uh, the lack of uh, any kind of COVID protection, which Tom brought up uh, quite a bit, may land them not only some legal trouble, but some health trouble. And I, I see a lot of uh, alcohol abuse on this channel here to the point where someone's going to end up uh, in a bad situation in the, in the ER, and hopefully nobody else is involved with that because it looks like they're living... Uh, life without any boundaries and this is part of how they're choosing to do it so anyway tom powell uh thanks again to tom for coming on the air now if you want to chime in about this episode uh, you can reach out to tom powell on the internet somehow but he generally doesn't check out uh social media so uh get to me if you like and um air air your dirty laundry or your concerns uh, about this this whole thing and again i'm not mentioning the name of the channel just to 
limit the the fallout here so um strange radio at gmail.com it'll be uh posted also on instagram and facebook and uh as always if you want to be a guest yourself and you haven't been hoaxed uh or you have been heck we can we can talk about maybe how you've been hoaxed yourself um might be interesting to talk about that in general at uh, strangebrowradio at gmail.com you can be anonymous as you want um, thank you again to uh, all you who have uh, shown support here, financial support, uh, being a patron member at patreon.com forward slash strangebrow radio. And um, man, I've got a brand new Tascam recorder on the way here. And um, I don't know if I have permission to say who got it for me, but um, I'll re ask again. The recorder's not here yet. And. Uh, I think uh, it's going to be a lot of fun using this baby out in the field. It always is. And I I can't express enough how addicting listening to audio is. And if you ever want to crash course into doing your own recording, uh, you can get a hold of me and uh, I will set you up with uh, a little PowerPoint on that and have some fun of your own. Again, thank you to our sponsor, Feral by Aaron. As always, that's Feral by Aaron Alchemy Sound Tools at Etsy, E-R-Y-N, all one word, Feral by Aaron. The good folks out at Manresa Castle, at the Rook Room, the bar side of the castle, and the whole castle in general. Check it out in Port Townsend, Washington. Haunted history. You've seen it on Ghost Adventures. Go see it for yourself. Port Townsend, Washington, Manresa Castle. And to you guys, uh, again, thank you for listening, as always. And, yeah, a little impromptu episode 90. Good. Maybe we'll do it again. As always, take care. I'll see you in a week or so. And if not, I will see you in the trees.